It's Wednesday, June 7th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be with you today as we continue our journey through the book of Isaiah. Only a couple days left in the book of Isaiah. We're in chapter 62 today, and there's only 66 chapters. So by Tuesday of next week, Lord willing, we will be doing our last um, chapter together in the book of Isaiah. It's going to be pretty incredible to think that we've made it through the entirety of this Old Testament book together. Before we get in today, I just want to remind you of something really cool happening in Montgomery tonight. Uh, We are having a prayer service tonight. Breakthrough is the theme as it has been the last couple times. And man, these have been incredible times of prayer and worship through song it's a time you don't want to miss. And if you really feel down right now as you're heading into this summer and you're like, oh man, this is a tough time of the year. Well then do me a favor, be here tonight in Montgomery for this prayer service. Pastor John's going to be leading it. And I believe Jeff is doing the music. It's a powerful time to receive prayer and also just to be in a room of prayer. And if you are really having a great time in life right now, and you just want to celebrate and praise God for all that he's doing, then I encourage you to please be her, be here tonight for that as well. It's a time for you to be able to really just express your thankfulness to the Lord in prayer. So tonight's the night for everybody. Our children's programs are over for the year, but your kids can come to the prayer night tonight as well. And I believe our youth group is still doing their thing. So lots going on tonight um, here in Montgomery. Also got some things happening in Port Jervis and New Paltz as well uh, and in Beacon. So I'll be heading over to goodwillchurch.org for all the information of what's happening when. All right, let's dive into the book of Isaiah together, chapter 62. I'm going to read the whole chapter for us, and then I've just got a couple thoughts to get you into your day. Isaiah chapter 62, starting in verse 1. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not be quiet until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a burning torch. The nation shall see your righteousness and all the kings your glory, and you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no longer be termed forsaken and your land shall no longer be termed desolate, but you shall be called my delight is in her, and your land married. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your sons marry you. As the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have set watchmen all the day and all the night. They shall never be silent. You who put the Lord in remembrance take no rest. And give him no rest until he establishes Jerusalem and makes it a praise in the earth. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his mighty arm, I will not again give your grain to be food for your enemies, and foreigners shall not drink your wine for which you have labored. But those who garner it shall eat it and praise the Lord, and those who gather it shall drink it in the courts of my sanctuary. Go therefore. 
Go through the gates, prepare the way for the people, build up, build up the highway, clear it of stones, lift up a signal over the peoples. Behold, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the earth, say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. And they shall be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you shall be called sought out, a city not forsaken. What incredible things to have said about you. I mean, think about how all the things that God's people have been through. They've been through exile. They've endured punishment from the hand of God because of their sinfulness, because they keep rebelling against him and worshiping other gods. But, but now they're being returned home. And we can even see in this return a claiming of God's people for himself in a way that will stretch through Christ to us. You see, here's what we believe. We believe that the promises given in the Old Testament find their ultimate fulfillment in Jesus, right? So all of the Old Testament promises are fulfilled in Christ. And then when we are saved, when we put our faith in Jesus, the way Paul describes it, that he describes it as us being in Christ, as entering into Jesus. We have a oneness in his body with one another, which means that all the promises that are fulfilled in Christ are also given to us because we are in Christ. And so because of that, I want you to think just a minute of how God sees you because you were a part of his people. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are a part now of this covenant community. And, and when we baptize our children, so there have been baptisms over these last few weeks. I know in Beacon this past Sunday, we just had an infant baptism. And what we do is we, we say the covenant promises over these children as we are baptizing them, and they are welcomed into the covenant community. And as they are welcomed into the covenant community, they are now raised with all the rights and responsibilities of followers of Jesus Christ. Of course, the baptism doesn't save them from sin, but it joins them with the community. And now we're raising them up and the things of the faith are constantly being spoken over them. And then when they put their faith in Jesus Christ, they are saved and their baptism, having been a sign and seal of God's covenant love for his people, their baptism takes on whole new meaning. For they have died with Christ and been raised with him. So everybody who is in this covenant community of faith that we call the church, these are the things God says about you. If you're in the covenant community, if you are a Christian, a follower of Jesus, here's what God says of you. He says that you will be called by a new name, and that new name will come from the mouth of the Lord. He describes you like he describes all the followers of Jesus as a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. We are called, the church, we are called, my delight is in her. Think about this. God delights in you. He takes pleasure in you. Too often, because we're aware of our own sin and failings, we think that God is frustrated with us or annoyed with us or disappointed in us all the time. But when God looks at you through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, he takes profound delight in you. You bring pleasure to the heart of God. Think about that. Think how loved you are. I want you to sit with that today because the weeks can get really, really difficult. And we're, it's, it's Wednesday. I mean, the middle of the week, and we've been through a lot this week already. We're going to go through more. 
and it could just feel like, oh man, how am I going to get to the other side of this week? Well, take a moment and consider how God sees you. He sees you and takes delight in you. He loves you. Yeah, you mess up. Yeah, you need to repent. Yeah, you need to come back and we fall down and need to be picked back up. That's all very true, but that truth doesn't get in the way of this other truth. It doesn't cancel out this other truth that when God looks at you in Christ, he takes delight in you. He loves you. He takes pleasure in you. The way we would say it, maybe, if we were to anthropomorphize things, we would say, you put a smile on God's face. He sees you and he loves you. All because... He is good and loving. He is God. He doesn't love you because of you've done everything right. He loves you because he loves you. He takes delight in you because of what Jesus did on your behalf. And so I want you this week to just be thinking to yourself, particularly today, maybe you need this today. I want you, when things get hard, to say, God takes delight in me. I want you, when you mess up and you sin, I want you to say, God takes delight in me because that will help you to repent of your sin and follow after him. You're not going to try and hide in your sin, but you're going to say, no, he delights in me. I need to bring this to him and confess, and then we can move forward together. Brother and sister Christian, please know this. Jesus loves you. God delights in you. Let's pray together. God, I pray that this truth would encourage us and help us to get through this middle-of-the-week day that can be so hard because the weekend seems so far away and Sunday was ages ago. We barely even remember what the sermon was about. Remind us now. Encourage us now. You delight in us. You love us. Would that truth help us to move forward with energy and joy the rest of this week? Thank you for loving us. Thank you for delighting in us. We love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for being with me today. I'll see you again tomorrow right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.